Hello and welcome to The Lone Ranger from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. With the speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty high silver, the Lone Ranger. Faithful Indian companion Tonto, the daring and resourceful masked rider of the plains, led the fight for law and order in the early western United States. Nowhere in the pages of history can one find a greater champion of justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again! Come Silver! Let's go, big fellow! A long, slow-moving wagon train snaked its way across the Great Plains toward the southwest. Judd Garber, the wagon master, rode near the lead wagon, upon the seat of which were his wife Mary and their ten-year-old daughter Nancy. Ordinarily, Judd was gruff and hard with other people. But he was always kind and gentle with Nancy. As he rode, he was talking to his wife, Mary. Well, in a few days, we ought to reach our destination, Mary. Thank heaven, Judd. It's been a long, rough journey. Golly, I think it's been lots of fun, Dad. <laughs> I'm glad you think so, Nancy. I'm going to like living in the West a lot. I hope so. Golly. It isn't going to be as easy for you as it was back in St. Louis. Folks put up with a lot of hardships out this way. I know I'll never get used to it. I think we should have stayed back in St. Louis, Judd. Well, Mary, we're not the only ones who are going out there. A lot of folks are going before us. Just because other people are foolish is no reason why we should be too. We'll be helping build a new frontier. Helping make history, Mary. 
Doesn't that mean anything to you? No, no, it doesn't, Judd. Just when we were beginning to be able to afford a few of the comforts of life, you decided to sell out and come west. Oh, golly, Mom, we can own a lot of land when we get there. Daddy said so. Yes, Nancy, a lot of land. Just bare land that'll have to be worked and cultivated for a year or more before we'll have any kind of crops. And what's more, we'll have to live in this wagon until a cabin, a cold, bare cabin, is built for us. Mary, you sure make it sound something awful. Once you get there, I know you'll change. Oh, I'll never change, Judd, and you know it. Hard, rough work and worry, that's all I see ahead for me. Whoa there, whoa, easy, boy. Hi, folks. How are things going up here? Hello there, Hannah. Why, Jiminy, you look like you're actually enjoying this trip. Oh, but I am, Judd. Mom doesn't like going out west, do you, Mom? I reckon Hannah Winfield knows that already, child. Come now, Mary. Aren't you even a little excited about this new country? Excited? You mean about looking forward to a life of hard work in a wilderness? <laughs> Better to say I'm mighty upset and also scared to death thinking about Indians and outlaws and such. Oh, you'll get over all that, Mary, I'm sure. Judd will have a great chance in the far west. And you will, you'll feel like you've started a brand new life out there. Hannah, you have nothing to worry about. You're going out to join your brother who already has a prosperous ranch in the West. But Joe had nothing when he started, Mary. Anyway, you'll settle near Joe's ranch and he'll give all the help he can. Oh, cheer up. You'll find the West a wonderful place to live. Well, I'll go back now and see how the others are doing. Goodbye for a while. Uh, Get up there, boy. Well, by golly, there goes a happy, sensible girl. I like her a lot. <laughs> After she's been through troubles and hard times, Hannah Winfield will get over thinking everything's fine in the West. Mary, I don't think she'll ever change. But I sure wish you would. Well, here comes the scout we sent ahead of the wagon train. Hold up there, everybody! Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, 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 boy. Hold up. Something wrong, Jake? Yeah, plenty, Judd. Engine are gathering oh. over beyond that low hill yonder. Huh? Indians? I knew it would happen, Judd. Let's turn back. Oh, there's no use turning back, ma'am. I figure they'll start an attack before oh. long, and trying to turn back wouldn't do any good. Oh, oh there, boy, hold oh. Judd, I saw the scout ride in. What's wrong? Indians gathering over the hill there in the distance. What'll we do? Oh, Mom, I'm scared. Don't be frightened, Nancy. Judd, listen. The train can't escape an attack, is that right? Yep, that's right. There's no use trying to get away, ma'am. Since you'll have to make a stand... I suggest you try to hide the women and children. Hey, Thunder, that's a good idea. We'll put all the women and children in the last three wagons. Then we'll take them over yonder in that grove and have them wait there. And then you men go out onto the plains with the other wagons and circle them for the attack. The Indians may not suspect the three wagons have turned off. It'll get the women and children out of the way and maybe save their lives. Yeah, Judd. we better get them into those wagons right away. Then we'll go over the rise ahead and circle the rest of the wagons on the plains. We'll do it. Let's get busy. Come on. Come on, get up. With great haste, the women and children were put into the three wagons at the end of the wagon train. Then, with Hannah in charge, they drove off to the side and into a large wooded grove. The men took the rest of the wagons and moved forward for a mile or more. Then the wagons were circled and preparations made to resist the attack. Hurry up, men! Close up those gaps! Get moving! Judd, look ahead. Coming over the rise. They're coming, men! Get your guns ready and take your places! This is a fight to the finish!
clear, still air, sounds carried for some distance over the prairie. A couple of miles away, the Lone Ranger and Tonto heard the distant battle. Tonto, Indians must be attacking a wagon train. We go see if we can help them. Come on, Silver! The masked man and Indian rode in from the side across the rolling prairie. As they topped a rise, the Indians were leaving in the distance, and they saw the smoking ruins of the encircled wagons. They rode to the gruesome scene and dismounted. Oh, it's bad, Toto. All the pioneers seem to have been massacred. Ah, plenty Apache and tribe that attack. We'll search for any that might still be alive. The masked man and Indian found several men who were badly wounded but still alive. They did what they could to give first aid. One of the men was Judd Garber, and as the Lone Ranger bound his wounds, Judd gained consciousness. Uh, the masked man. It's all right. We're friends. Only a few of your men survived the attack. The women. We've found no women. They're back along the trail, hiding in the grove. Three wagons. As soon as I finish, I'll go get them. We'll put the wounded men in the wagons and try to get the wagons through. Back in the grove, the frightened women and children had heard the distant attack. After the shooting and yelling had subsided, Hannah Winfield spoke to Mary and Nancy Garber. The attack seems to be over, but we'd better wait here a while. But what do you suppose happened, Hannah? Maybe all of them are dead. I told Judd we shouldn't have come. Will the Indians get us, Miss Hannah? Will they? Don't be frightened, Nancy. Oh, they... Look, an outlaw coming toward us. Quiet, Mary. He'll get the others excited. I'll be ready for him. Oh, oh, oh easy, big fella. All right, put up those hands, mister. You don't need that gun, ma'am. I just know he was in with those Indians. I just know it. You're wrong. A friend and I heard the fighting and got there just after the Indians left. What? What did you find? The news is bad. Oh, no. Then... Then they're all dead? No, some are still alive. One of them, a heavy-set man with a shock of iron-gray hair, told me about you being back here in the grove. Hannah... Hannah, that sounds like a description of Judd. If you drive the wagons near the scene of the attack, we'll put the wounded men in them. Mister, you're masked. How do we know we can trust you? This may be a trick. Trick? If the Indians knew you were here, it would be easy for them to come here to the grove. There'd be no need to trick you into driving out there. That's right. Well, Believe I... me, I came here to help, Miss... Uh... I'm Hannah Winfield. This is Mrs. Garber and her daughter, Nancy. How do you do? Hello. Hello, Nancy, Mrs. Garber. I notice the other two wagons are back further in the grove. Yes. The rest of the women and children are in them waiting. I warned them to be quiet. I stopped this wagon here in case someone did come along. Mary Garber and Nancy wanted to be with me. You were going to defend the others, so you stayed closer to the trail, is that it? Yes, of course. You have a great deal of courage, Miss Winfield. But that one gun wouldn't have been much defense against hostile Indians. I know. Mister, I've decided to trust you. I think it would be better to take one wagon and get the wounded and then bring them back here to join the others. There's no need for the rest of these women to... I, uh, I understand. I'll go with you. Mary and Nancy will wait here with the others until we get back. Accompanied by Hannah Winfield, the Lone Ranger took one wagon back to the scene of the attack. While Hannah gave her attention to the wounded... The masked man and Indian made shallow graves for the massacred victims. Finally, the wounded survivors were put in the wagon and taken back to the grove. 
The group now realized that the Lone Ranger and Toto were friends and could be trusted. Both the masked man and Hannah gave words of comfort and encouragement to the grief-stricken women whose loved ones were buried on the prairie. Then, with the Lone Ranger and Toto scouting ahead, the three wagons again started westward. Meanwhile, 20 miles to the southwest, a smooth-looking, sharp-eyed man named Spade Kent was in the cafe of a small town, talking in low tones to a renegade Indian. Well, Lupin, did Black Hawk's braves attack the wagons? Uh, the Apache kill men, burn wagons. They were satisfied with the horses, guns, and cash they got in the attack? Uh, but you promised me gold if I get Black Hawk to attack. You'll get it, Lupin. Don't worry. You not say why you want Apaches to attack wagons of your people, Spade. Lupin, you and I have worked together for some time. This is for big stakes and will set me up for life. Of course, you'll profit, too. Me not savvy. You know Joe Winfield, who owns the bar W Spread? Oh, him plenty rich. I'm his cousin. Oh, me not know that. The only other relative he has is a sister, Hannah. Joe's a childless widower, and all his cash and property would go to her if he died. Uh-huh. Hannah wrote she was coming out to stay, and many of her friends and neighbors were coming west to settle. Joe set aside some of the best land for them. You not want settlers to get land? No. They were in that wagon train you had Black Hawk raid, and so was Hannah Winfield. Now she and the others are dead. That land will stay with Joe's estate, and I'm the only relative. Yeah, but him still alive, Spade. Sure, but that's where you come in, Lupe. I want you to go out and watch at the Bar W. Then when the right time comes along, when you see Joe Winfield ride off alone, shoot him from ambush. After he's done for and the news comes through about the death of Hannah and her friends, I'll go claim the estate. Then uh, you'll be plenty rich. Yes, if you do your part. Remember, Lupe, I'm counting on you to see that Joe Winfield dies. The curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger adventure. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. to continue. The Lone Ranger and Tonto had gone ahead of the three wagons containing the survivors of the attack. They stopped on a rise on the prairie. Darkness is falling and it's still about ten miles to Rockville. 
And three beyond that to Joe Winfield's spread, so Hannah told me. It's not good. Wagons try to go on in dark. We'll find a good place for them to stop for the night, Tonto. And I'll ride to Rockville and bring back a doctor to attend to the seriously wounded. Some of them need attention as soon as possible. Mm, That's right. Me stay with wagons. Look after wounded men. Yes. I'll get Hannah to write a note to her brother. Good idea. Let's locate a camping site for the wagons now. Come on, Silver. I must count. Later, when the wagons were camped for the night, the Lone Ranger left with a note from Hannah to her brother. Meanwhile, for several hours, the renegade Indian Lupe, following Spade Kent's orders, watched the ranch house of the Bar W from a nearby grove. He saw Joe Winfield, a tall, well-built man, ride from the corral with a few men that afternoon. Joe rode a white horse and wore a white Stetson. Darkness had fallen and the moon had come out when the Lone Ranger rode the trail leading to the Bar W Ranch. As the masked man passed a grove near the ranch house entrance, a shot rang out. The Lone Ranger fell from Silver's back and lay face down on the trail. A moment later, Lupe approached and dismounted. Bullet knock him from horse. Now me make sure Joe Winfield dead. Me turn him over, have gone ready. I... The renegade reached out with the toe of his boot to turn the body over. It was at that moment the Lone Ranger suddenly came to life. Grabbing the raised foot, he yanked hard. I knew you'd come to make sure. As Lupe fell, the Lone Ranger sprang to his feet with both guns drawn. Drop that gun and don't move. Me, me throw away gun. Your bullet came close, but I wasn't hit. I knew you could be tricked into coming here to finish the job. Me make mistake. You must. Me not mean to shoot you. I know. I heard you gloating to yourself about having shot Joe Winfield. I'll get to your feet. There's someone coming. I'll just... Fell around white horse. Him, Winfield. Oh, that's why you made a mistake. The white horse and the white hat. You didn't see the mask because of the shadows. Uh, oh, oh, there. Oh, oh, oh. Hold it, mister. What's this all about? No need for your gun, Joe. Anyway, I could have shot you as you approached. Yeah, but your mask... Forget I... the mask for the present, Joe. I bought a note from your sister, Hannah. Perhaps you can read it by the light of a few matches. Here, I'll keep this Indian covered. For a couple of moments, Joe Winfield read the note. Then he remarked, This is from Hannah, all right. She told me briefly what happened and that I'm to trust you. But what about this Indian? Why are you He shot at me from ambush, thinking I was you, Joe. He was meaning to kill me? That's right. Why, that dirty yellow-backed coyote, I ought to... Hold it, hold it, Joe. (laughs) I hope they get plenty of information from this renegade. We'll time and take him with us. I get a doctor and head back to Hannah and the others. Later, the Lone Ranger with Joe Winfield, the doctor, and the Indian prisoner arrived at the wagon camp. After Lupe was securely tied, the Lone Ranger, Toto, and Joe Winfield got together for a talk. Mister, you're being too lenient to that Indian. Maybe some rough treatment would loosen his tongue. Joe, as I said before... I don't think he'd tell us the truth, even if we did get him to talk. Ah, but there must be something behind all this. I'm sure there is. I intend to find out what it is. Have you got any idea how you're going to do it? Hannah says that the ten-year-old girl, Nancy Garber, is a smart youngster for her age. I'll have a talk with Nancy, and we'll pretend to turn in for the night. But we'll really keep close watch without Lupe knowing it. I think Tonto and I will find out who's back of all this before morning. Later, after everyone was seemingly asleep, Nancy left her mother's wagon and cautiously approached the tree where Lupe was tied. Golly, what have they got you tied up for, Indian? Uh, Did did you help attack the wagon train? No, me do nothing. I wouldn't like to be tied up all night like that. 
Oh, gee, those cords must hurt you, don't they? Uh, cords cut them, wrists and ankles. Maybe if I... Well, loosen them a little, they, they wouldn't hurt so much. Uh, you'll be a good little squaw. You'll loosen cords, maybe? But... Well, I don't care. It is nice to hurt somebody. My mother said so. Well, I'll just loosen them a little. Uh, 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 that better? I better not loosen them too much, though. There. I'm sure you can't get away, but well, they won't hurt so much. I'll go back now. Good night, India. Uh, good night, little squaw. A short time later, the Lone Ranger and Tonto watched from concealment as Lupe worked to free himself. Finally, he got his hands free, then a moment later untied his feet. Moving cautiously, he made his way to where the horses were tied. Leading one of them through the trees to the edge of the grove, he mounted and rode away. There he goes, Tonto. Now we'll follow. Let's get going. Though it was late, Lupe headed for the cafe in Rockville. Leaving his horse ground hitched behind the building, he hurriedly entered. A few moments later, the Lone Ranger and Tonto arrived and dismounted. We'll watch through the side window, Tonto. Come on. The two men went to the side window of the cafe. They looked in and saw Lupe sitting at a secluded table with Spade Kent. That man Lupe is talking to so excitedly must be the man behind all that's taken place. Ah. Lupe is subconsciously moving his hands in sign language as he talks. Are you able to make any of it out, Tonto? Me make out sound good. Him say him caught. Get free. Now him say girl still alive. Her with brother in grove out in plain. The other man is talking now. I wish I could read lips. Wait, wait. Now, Lupe, talk again. Good. Him make sign. Him say it good idea. Him say them go now. Tell Blackhawk. Them attack wagons and grove at dawn. Keep must hurry. And plan to attack wagons. We'll have to move fast. At least we know. We know it was Blackhawk and his tribe who raided the wagon train. And what we do? Them not have sheriff in this small town. Fort Lancaster's a few miles south of where the wagons are camped, Toto. Leave now, get the troopers. The Major knows you since we've helped him in the past. Tell him the circumstances and he'll know what to do. Hurry. I'll go back to the grove and warn the pioneers. Ah, me hurry. Adios. Adios. After Tonto left for the fort, the Lone Ranger returned to the wagons in the grove and warned them about the expected attack. Judd Garber insisted upon being propped up near one of the wagons with a rifle. By thunder, I came through one attack. I aim to get through this one somehow. Judd, I... I'll be right beside you. I'll load one rifle while you use the other. By golly, Mary, you changed. I've been shamed by the courage shown by Hannah and the masked man and Tonto. Why, even our little girl Nancy did her part without showing fear. Now I'll do mine. I heard what you said, Mrs. Garber. The bravest people are those who conquer their fear. It's strange, mister. Haven't you risked your life for a lot of strangers like us? We're all Americans together, Joe. We're all risking our lives to build a great country. Mister, when you hear something like that, it makes an hombre want to do his part, even if he gets down fighting. I th- oh, look! The Indians are coming over the rock! Here's your rifle, Judd. I'll load the other one. My golly, Mary, I'll get one for each of us. One get close enough. 
his hand. This one's loaded. Yeah, this looks bad. We haven't a chance. We'll do our best. Keep shooting. Troopers moving in. More are coming in from the other side. The savages are turning. They seem to be trapped. I'm going out there. I want to find the man we saw with Lupe. Fella, easy. One, two, three. The Lone Ranger rode into the thick of the fray. As his blazing guns put redskin after redskin out of the battle, his urgent cry of rightful vengeance rang out above the din. Come on, Silver! The Apaches tried to escape, but found that the troopers had surrounded them. Finally, when their chief Blackhawk fell wounded, they lost heart and gave up in defeat. As he rode to the group of officers around Blackhawk, the Lone Ranger spied Toto bringing in a man whom he had roped and tied to the saddle. Oh, sir, ho! Oh, sir, ho, fella. Kimasabi. Yes. Me fine fella we see with Lupe. What about Lupe? Him right there, Kimasabi, with others. Good. But take both of them back to the grove. Later in the grove, Joe faced Spade Kent and Lupe. Spade Kent? Why, this man is a cousin of mine. It's hard to believe Spade could plan these vicious things. Lupe and the Indians planned the raid. I had nothing to do with it. We saw you helping the Apaches fight the troopers. That's right. Can't speak with folk tongue. Him want Richard Joe to die. Him want gold to die. Him want plenty land, plenty gold. Shut up, you. Him... You have the answer to everything, Joe. Major, will you and your men take Spade, Kent, Lupe in charge? Why, of course. They incited the Indians to attack. They're indirectly responsible for the murder of the pioneers in that wagon train. Well, Hannah, I reckon your troubles are over. I have plenty of fine land waiting for those of your friends who are left. Good. You have nothing to fear from here on, Hannah. Time will ease the grief of the women widowed by the attack. Then perhaps they'll remarry. Women are mighty scarce out here in the West. That's true. There are many fine men out here who want to marry. I'm sure there's both security and happiness for these women and children in the future. Well, Hannah and I look after them until they get well started. Yes. Good. Tonto and I leave now. We'll come to see all of you when you're settled. We can never thank you enough. You and Tonto did so much for us, and, well, you indirectly did save Joe's life. I think you're wonderful. And before you mount to leave, I want to... Oh, we really must go, Hannah. Easy, steady, big fella. Adios, everybody. Uh, goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> Him mount plenty fast that time. Adios. Get him up, Scout. <laughs> well, Miss Winfield, for a moment I thought you were going to achieve your purpose. Major, I don't understand. I... Oh. Oh. oh, you thought I meant to kiss him. But all I intended to do was shake his hand. <laughs> well, he didn't wait to find out anyhow. Oh, golly. If I were grown up and pretty like Miss Hannah, I'd marry him. Nancy. The masked man's life is dedicated to a cause, Nancy. A great cause. Helping America grow and helping its people against the evil forces that may try to destroy them or their magnificent country. The Lone Ranger's great love is America and all the fine things it stands for. So he's the Lone Ranger. Golly. <laughs>
This is a feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated, created by George W. Trendle, produced by Trendle Campbell Enterprises, directed by Charles D. Livingston, and edited by Fran Stryker. The part of the Lone Ranger is played by Brace Beamer. <laughs>